0: Hey, everybody, this is David Chudik, and I hope that 2024 is starting off as great for you as it has for me. And I also hope that you have not forgotten your New Year's resolutions already. So if you have, maybe go back and revisit and revisit the why. Why do you want to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish? Hope that you enjoy this episode with April Roberts, and also make sure to check out the updated version of our website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Let me know what you think about out our new cover art and make sure to like and follow the show hope that you enjoy this episode
1: this is the weekly wealth podcast with certified financial planner David Chudik where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you your family and your business
0: okay well hey everybody it is my pleasure to introduce April Roberts to uh this week's episode Uh, April's a former attorney and financial advisor who is now helping Gen X women to achieve more abundance, love, spirituality, and alignment by connecting with their femininity through her coaching programs and her new podcast, The Vixen's Voice. So, hey, April, how are you?
1: Hey, David, I'm fantastic. How are you this morning?
0: I'm doing really well. As we were just talking, uh, where I'm kind of finishing up literally the best year of my professional career. So I'm just, I'm really blessed and excited that a lot of the seeds that I planted literally years ago are, are bearing fruit this year. Sometimes when you're building a business, you know, you may have made a contact literally three years ago and, and then they become clients or, or become a great referral p- uh, partner. So awesome. Well, I'm even though I am not a woman, I really believe that most of our success or like literally 99% of our success comes from what's between our ears. So I'm hoping to learn a lot about mindset uh, today. And uh, you focus on working with uh, Gen X women, but I'm sure mindset uh, concepts probably apply to all human beings in general, right?
1: Oh, totally, David. So, you know, right now I work with female entrepreneurs, really helping them scale their business, but living a balanced life. Um, You shared with me you had a phenomenal year in business, but I bet you had a phenomenal year in life as well. I just can tell by knowing you. So, a lot of times um, I, you find that women really being successful and making good money, they've kind of sacrificed some things to get there, right? And then, Um, they end up burning out. I was a financial advisor, just like you. And, you know, I worked with mindset because I help people retire. So for 15 years, there's nothing scarier than that paycheck stopping. Right. Mm -hmm. So we definitely had to make sure they were thriving in retirement and not just, you know, surviving. Um, So I love that I get to work with female entrepreneurs on mindset, but like you said, it's important to everyone. I mean, we all have these fixed mindsets and what that is, is a belief that just continuously recurs in our head right it's probably something our parents said our grandparents it might be based on where we went to school. societal norms maybe
0: right like women are supposed to do this men are supposed to do that
1: yes yeah
0: and especially in past generations right men worked and women cooked and raised babies just that's just the way it was.
1: Yep. I mean, one for me was my mom always told me you have to pay your dues, right? Meaning success comes when you pay your dues. Well, my 12 year old brain heard to work my butt off. (laughs) So I grinded for so many years and then I learned to work smarter, not harder. Right. And interestingly, the abundance flowed better once I understood that concept and started enjoying my life again. So that's why, you know, I focus in my coaching practice on Gen X female entrepreneurs, but really anyone can benefit from having a healthy money mindset because, as you know, working with people <laughs> about their money is there there's a lot of beliefs out there. I mean, I still hear money is evil sometimes when I'm coaching oh, people
0: or those rich evil bad people and and everything else. If somebody is starting a business or they are an entrepreneur, and and this is true for me too and I'm not a generic woman, but sometimes it's hard for me to like state an ambitious revenue goal. Like I want to make a significant amount more revenue than last year what's the reason for that i mean it seems kind of counterintuitive like i'm in business and and to double or triple or or more revenue but why is that like uncomfortable and difficult for people
1: so i find <laughs> eight out of 10 coaching clients, I basically have to like really stay on them to set revenue goals. So just a revenue goal, period, right? And then in fact, at my Vixen Mastermind, we just uh, set our goals for the upcoming year and for the next three years. And of course, one, one of my clients was stating, I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good, but it's not high enough. And she was like, I knew you were gonna say that. So, you know, first I just encourage people, set the goal and then question if you need to raise it. But David, I think it's what we're talking about. It's all these fixed mindsets, societal beliefs about money, right? Or the belief I feel with a lot of women, they feel they're going to have to sacrifice things that are important to make that money, like maybe time with their children, relationship with their husband, right? Being able to take care of their parents. That's why I really focus with Gen X women because they're still taking care of kids and a lot of us are taking care of our parents as well, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of balls in the air and guilt plays a huge factor from what I've seen.
0: Yeah. No, and I I can see that because I I do think that there are a lot of pressures on women that guys can't understand, and I'm you know there are pressures on guys that 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 women can't understand. There there may be different, but um, um, you know, I think guys are conditioned. We have to go out and kill something and bring it home so the family can eat, and um, you know, women women um are maybe have a different or or they've been conditioned to have a different uh, different mindset. So what about like purpose? Like, do you, should you? tie, like, should I concentrate on make, or should, should, do, do you coach your clients to concentrate on making money or do you concentrate on, on like fulfilling a purpose? And of course, money's part of that purpose.
1: Well, great question. It's a combination, right? Because what I work, what I do to begin with is, You know, if a woman comes to me for coaching or joins the mastermind, we're going to go through what I call my five pillars, and I won't run through all of them here. But the third one is owning your worth, which is money mindset, right? But going back to the guilt, it's also an issue of self worth. I mean, so many of us have imposter syndrome, right? Like, why should I get to make that much money? Or, you know, that's four times more than my parents ever made. So there are all these mindsets in there. And so, uh, honestly, David, any entrepreneur, I mean, you you own your own business. I own my own business. We know it's a roller coaster. So if you're not solid as a human being and you don't have all your stuff worked out, it becomes really hard to scale that business because there's no room for emotion and in business insecurity, second guessing yourself. So for me, owning your worth is part of it. Another part is that compelling vision of the future where it's like, what's the purpose of your company? What do you do best in the world? Who do you serve? What are the core values of your company, right? So that exercise is a lot easier for my clients to do a lot. So sometimes we'll jump to that. And then we'll say, okay, well, how much money are you going to make while doing it? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, if you say, I I use this analogy, because as I mentioned, I worked with retirees, like if you say, hey, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, That gets harder as you get older, right? Again, fixed mindset that I just stated, because you can overcome that. But if you say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, because I want to chase my two year old son or grandson around, you now have a purpose for those 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. and you're more likely to accomplish it. So If you state a revenue goal and say, okay, well, I personally am going to make X amount of money off of this, and here's how that's going to change my family's life, then I think it changes the conversation. That's why I like to kind of connect purpose to revenue or income goals.
0: So one of the things that I've been doing is I've been just volunteering for a couple hours on Mondays at a soup kitchen. And um, and it's actually I mean, it's sad that, you know, people actually need to come and get a free. And these are homeless people because, you know, thankfully, through a combination of work and just blessings, I have uh, my personal scenarios where I can take, you know, a half day on a Monday and go help people. But I need revenue to do that, right? I mean, I need revenue to staff the office so I can be gone. So one of the purposes for me of revenue is literally to do good. It's not just necessary to all buy cool stuff. And of of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with stuff. But for me, revenue is a way to do good for the world.
1: I agree. And it's also a way to do good for your team. Because, I mean, the more revenue you have, the more benefits you give your team, the more abundance your team has, the better work environment you provide. And I really believe in the ripple effect. So, you know, number one, fix yourself, right? Make sure you love yourself, you have self-worth, you fix your money mindset, and then you start impacting those closest to you first, right? And then they go out and impact people. So, I mean, when you're abundant and you don't worry about money, it just changes things. I mean, one question I like to always ask when I'm having this conversation is Imagine money were not an issue. Imagine you had 10 times the amount of money you have coming in now and it's not an issue. How would you live your life differently? And the interesting thing is, most people, it's not like they're going to go buy a mansion or travel the world. They're going to do things like what you you just shared, David, like they're just not going to be worried about providing for their family, for their needs. And so it allows them to go out in the world to make a difference.
0: You know, I ask a lot of clients and and people, I say, think about April, think about all the problems you've had in the last 10 years. And then think about how many of them money would have at least made a little bit better. Maybe not solve, solve them, but made better. And let's even look at an extreme. Let's say you have like terminal cancer. Money can't cure that. But if, if, if your family is losing you and they're going to be broke, it's that much worse than losing you and having not to worry about money after the loss. So we can say money doesn't solve all the world's problems, and it doesn't, but it certainly can make them a little bit smaller. And then also think about all the money problems you and I have ever had. Well, how many of them, if we're honest, did we cause either fully or partially or did we not right. prevent either fully and the answer is probably like 99.9% if we're honest so um and and i think that's a, a mindset totally. thing um as well so like how does somebody get to understand and learn about their thoughts and their feelings about money and 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 maybe just yeah. really generically speaking and it might be maybe an oversimplification but Do you find like women and men have very, very different thoughts and feelings about money? Or is that a blanket statement?
1: In my experience, and of course, this is a generality, not in all situations, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Like men have been socialized to bring home the bacon, right? So it's kind of normal for them to make money. Mm -hmm. A lot of women don't have exemplary mentors of other women who made good money so it's almost like they're trying to figure out the game now if that makes sense right like you know most men their father provided for the family so they had this example or their grandfather provided A lot of women don't have that example. And sadly, the women who do in our generation probably were raised by a single mother. So then they also have money mindset issues because they think, oh, I have to earn money to take care of myself and survive, right? So it goes both ways. Um, So yeah, I think that's a big difference. And I don't know what this campaign has been to make money evil, but it's been very (laughs) successful.
0: Well, I can tell you what it is if if i am not as successful as i would like to be there's two there're two options either yeah. i have not worked hard and provided enough value to the world or you've screwed me over and kept and held me down those are the only two options um and of course my, it being somewhat my fault that i'm just not as valuable yeah. to to the economy as i should be that's not acceptable right it has to be your fault that you're being mean and taking my money so i think that's kind of where the money being evil has come from at least it's like a as a theory
1: so the pervasive victim mentality no i hear you mm-hmm. but you know for me what i like to say is money is just a flow and exchange of energy right? So mm-hmm. if you're a good person, you're going to use money for good. So it has good energy. If you're a bad person, you might use money for bad, and therefore it has bad energy, but money itself is neutral. And so if we change our thinking about this, you know, it's critically important. And a lot of times, sometimes people have religious guilt around money, which I find very interesting because if you look at the Bible, I mean, most of us have seen The Chosen, right? right? The popular show. And there's that scene where Jesus tells the apostles as they're going out, if someone does not feed you or put you up, leave the village immediately. So that's even God telling us when you do good work, you should expect to be, to have something in exchange, right?
0: Hey, business owners. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast So if you've ever thought about selling your business as a way to fund your retirement or future lifestyle, please know that there are about eight drivers of company value. So if you get these things right, more than likely you can sell your business for a higher multiple when you're ready. So if you'd like to download our eight key drivers of business value ebook, go to com slash drivers. That's com slash drivers. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. One of my major focuses this year, and maybe this has led to some of the success and, and good year that I've had, has been just – figuring out the mindset behind success behind money and, and just working on that on a daily basis. And I think that is just incredibly Important. So how do you, with your clients, like, how do you work with your clients? What are your programs? Do you work with one-on-one? Do you have groups? Do you have courses? And and just talk to me about that process.
1: So I have the Vixen Mastermind, um, which is a mastermind for female entrepreneurs. They tend to be Gen X. Of course, if you're a little bit outside of that and comfortable with the program, we'd love to have you. But, you know, I just, we, we shared before getting on, I was in Darren Hardy's master Mastermind. mastermind for a number of years. I was in a financial planning mastermind for six years. Um, I was in a couple of, I'm in strategic coach, They're all led by men and I'm super grateful for the things they taught me. But again, women are trying to figure it out. So I just wanted to create a mastermind where it was all women because the conversation changes. It's just a different conversation when we get together, right? In fact, it was so funny. Last night I had, I'm I'm here in Houston visiting. And so I invited like a bunch of my girlfriends out last night so we could see each other. One half of the table were my coaching clients. The other half of the table were just girlfriends who are very successful, right? But not clients. The conversation was different on each end of the table. It was crazy. Right, So if you do the work, you can start removing these negative thoughts, removing these negative emotions, because we all have them and you just live a happier, more joyful life. And as you said, you start understanding the mindset of success, because again, pervasive in our culture right now is life is tough. I don't know about you, David, but I have a freaking phenomenal life and I have a brand new business that I'm like trying to grow, but... I have a beautiful life, and I wake up every day expecting to have a beautiful life. And it just breaks my heart when I talk to a potential client or anyone who isn't having that experience, right? Um, so, so that's the purpose of the Vixen Mastermind. It's a 90-day program, and of course, everyone opted in for the full year after that. But... And is
0: that that's virtual or, or or in person? Great
1: question. So most meetings are virtual. We do one retreat a quarter, which is important for our bonding and deep dive. So we get Uh together once a quarter. um, And we are actually um, always enrolling. That's why it's a 90 day program. So you can join us at any time and then stay on for the year if you want. Or if you feel good after 90 days, you know, we're, we're good to go. And then I do do one-to-one. Obviously, that's limited because I have limited capacity as far as time. So if a client doesn't fit in that program, but you know we're well-aligned and they really want help, then we can work one-to-one. And I also do high-performance coaching in small groups. I'm certified under Brendan Burchard. So that's actually geared towards sustainable success in all areas of life. So giving you tips and tools so that you can increase productivity, increase joy, increase energy, all these things we're talking about.
0: Um, I think masterminds are just really a key to success because we all need to be around people that are trying to do the same things that we're doing and of the same mindset. Um, Little Backstory, I was talking with some retirement plan participants at a little plant earlier this week and just doing some coaching uh, about how to just save a little bit of extra money. So these were kind of the, the the floor workers and all making enough money to live, but certainly not getting enough to, you know, get getting rich. And we're we're doing a little savings challenge, help people just to save up an emergency fund. And, and I was talking about like, well, what what do we need in order to um what skills and abilities do we need in order to save this little bit of extra money? And one of the people said a race, and I was like, No, we need to stop buying beer and cigarettes at convenience stores. It's not, you know, the ra- um, so, right. So, you, you know, the mindset was, I can't do this because I don't make enough money. Where, you know, maybe a more pro- proactive mindset would have been. Let me see what I can do, you know, and then maybe at the end of the year, I can go, I can go to the plant manager and say, look, I've worked so hard. The plant is so much more efficient. Instead of the normal dollar an hour raise, I would like to make the case that I deserve $2 an hour. And here's why. And good chance they could get it. And then, you know, so it's just, you know, positive, you know, Mm -hmm. proactive, um, empowered versus they just don't pay me enough. 100%.
1: And when you change that mindset, when it comes to money, it trickles into every part of your life. So just like when you're negative about money, that negativity trickles into every part of your life. And so I always like those, you know, small tweaks that swing. What is it? The small hinge that swings the big door. So a lot of times, so I totally Mm -hmm. agree with you. Always look and say, what can I do? Because, you know, and, and we were talking about purpose. Purpose earlier, wow. I believe we were all put on earth for a certain purpose. Some people it's just to be the funniest person in the room and bring joy mm-hmm. to people. Right. Uh, but if you're not looking and saying, what can I do? What do I want to do? What am I being called to do? Then you're not serving your purpose on earth. If you're always looking to others to do things for you, fix things for you, etc., So yeah, I love, I love that work you're doing.
0: Well, and one of my favorite authors uh, Jim Rohn he said it's not about becoming a millionaire it's about who you had to become in order to become the millionaire or what you had to become and and i think that's just so much um so so important because the money itself you know is important but but what you had to learn what you had to become what you had to do to get the money is um is more important everybody check out www.vixengathering.com. we'll put your other um social media handles in the um in 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 the show notes and check out the Vixen Voice podcast on Apple Podcasts on all of the other platforms and um and yeah this is exciting and i, I always encourage everybody to get help um to coaching i think is so important and i think you know being around people who can lift you up are is is incredibly important So speaking of lifting up, we didn't talk about this question. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And this is the same question I ask every guest. So as the Weekly Wealth Podcast, we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. So what is April Roberts' definition of wealth? What does wealth mean to you, to your family, and to the people that you care about?
1: Uh, Living a full life, like truly living every day.
0: So you're probably literally the hundredth person that I've asked that question and nobody's ever given me a dollar amount. So no, Nobody's ever said a million or 5 million or a hundred or whatever the amount is. It's always some version of freedom and purpose and everything else. So that's what I want for my clients is I want for my clients to have freedom and full lives. And yes, there are financial decisions that need to be made and where do you invest your money and what kind of insurance is, but ultimately it's about having a better life. So everybody check out vixengathering.com and uh, yeah, until next episode, we wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks, April.
1: Thanks, David.
0: The information contained herein included, but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other materials obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. These materials are provided for informational purposes only and should not be used for or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of any future results.